This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. As we record this, uh, it was the uh, it was the state opening of Parliament today. Oh yeah, a bit of a different one as well, wasn't it? Well, it was because uh, there's a lot of speculation because it's usually the Queen who, who does it. This is only the third time that she's missed it. Now the the palace have said it's because of mobility issues, but. They do take her there in a gold carriage, don't they? Yeah, she doesn't have to walk. No, I mean, would, hands would, and knees. would it would it take that much really to have a gold mobility scooter? Oh. Just waiting for her for those last few meters into into the House of Lords or wherever it is. Why not? Yeah, I think it'd be um, an updated, funky, fresh, modern look for the monarchy, wouldn't it? I think it'd be great. Yeah. Um, any, uh, anyway, uh, so people have been speculating have they? as to what the real reason oh, could be. Okay. And, and all these types of conspiracies uh, circulate. A couple of months ago, people were convinced that she died, but because it coincided with uh, the Russia-Ukraine invasion, that, that they were hushing it up. Right, too much on our yeah, plates. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, exactly, want... exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, people are all people are just prone to this wild speculation. But I, I have been listening to uh, whispers from my various sources, right? And I, I think I know the real reason she has missed some events recently, and she, she didn't turn up to the state opening of Parliament today and make the speech. Go on. She's ninety six. Oh, right. She's yeah. ninety six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we, we we shouldn't be getting suspicious if we don't see her at something. We should be amazed that if we ever <laughs> see her at anything ever again. Should be thinking like, what the hell is she doing there? She's ninety six. <laughs> Why so isn't true. she dozing at home? That's, so she, that's what you want to be doing when you're ninety six, just dozing oh, in a chair. Yeah, yeah. Not going to the state opening no. of parliament. Oh God. Do you think she has um, at home when she's in a chair? Do you think she has? Like the the footman bring a tiny cloche with with his originals in it. Oh no, she likes Bombay mix, doesn't she? Really? Yeah, that's her thing. She has bowls everywhere. <sighs> what? Well, I'm just thinking about um some years ago. It's probably twenty years ago at this point. The Daily Mirror sent a young reporter oh. to get. He got a job at Buckingham Palace. Yes. And 
they uh, they printed photographs of what it's really like in there in terms of the living quarters, not yeah. not in, in terms of like the state rooms and all the opulence. But it it just makes me think that if there are bowls of Bombay mix everywhere. Mm. There's a lot of stale Bombay mix. There's a lot of dust on them. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Although they're very big on Tupperware, from what I remember. Yes, massive. They decanted their breakfast cereal into Tupperware. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which... I remember a lot about that story. It was fascinating. Was it, it was not Ryan the... somebody? Yeah, Ryan. Oh. It'll come back to yeah, you. Yeah, it wasn't the luxurious thing you were imagining, was it? No. No. Which is weird when you think they're, they're just being waited on hand and foot. Mm. But it's, as you say, it's not a tiny cloche with the originals or Bombay mixes. It's, it's probably some Tupperware. Yeah, yeah. It's not um, a velvet cushion with a copy of Puzzler magazine being brought to her like a normal pensioner to do a word searches. <laughs> it's, it's probably like a tray from the seaside. <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, or something a member of the public sent. Oh, we'll have that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's It's so weird that people... Are speculating like this. I mean, it's, it's just it's a facet of aging. You get to that old, you don't want to be going anywhere. Of course you don't. I mean, I'm, I'm not even 50, and you're more likely to see the Queen at a function than you are to see me. How ridiculous is that? I know. Poor lady. No. Um, that being said, and I know this will sound surprising, but even as a, a drifter, I think that being a royal would be my ideal job. Why do you think that? Well, like I, I love being in the lap of luxury. Right. I mean, as as we said, it's not quite yeah. the lap, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. But I'd like you know. Yes. Yeah. But I, if I was king, it would be. Oh, I see. You'd make a few changes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. live it. You'd live in the bit the public allowed to visit. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. live in the, the the living quarters. I'd, I'd be Carrie Johnsoning as well. I'd be going in there, right. changing a few things. Okay. Okay. I always think that I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but you know when they give like some palace or some bit of a palace to Prince William, mm. who at the time is in his 20s. Mm. But it's a building that in essence looks like, a, you know, a, a museum. Yeah, yeah. Like, do they then have rooms that look like they've been furbished, I don't know, by habitat that's good, aging me slightly? Like, is it, do you know what I mean? Mm, mm, like, mm. can he have it? Can he, can he ever have have modern furniture can he know what it is to have scandinavian minimalist furniture no he can't it must just all be like like bits chairs with like curly whirly gold bits yeah on yes, them. yes <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weird. Um, so yeah so i th- I, th- I think i would you know get interior designers in but just it's so so i do you know i love a bit of opulence but i think it's i think it's the reverence that i would enjoy right of, of the people who worked for me and not because i want them being obsequious but because it would take all the pressure out of interactions because you just have to say um that that'll be it sir i don't think you need to say anything so so if i go into my kitchen when the cleaner's here Mm. i am apologizing like i've accidentally wandered into a funeral during a, a eulogy i'm like oh sorry 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 and like scarpering quickly whereas i don't think um they're feeling like that, are they? The royals, they're just standing there like they're it. While people buzz around, <laughs> buzz around them, <laughs> being deferential. Like Prince Charles, doesn't he just like strew his things on the floor? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you just deploy that mindset in your own home? Well, 
I mean, it's easier said than done. This is, this is why I say I think being royal would suit me, you know. Mm. And then, of course, there's Prince Andrew, who right. um, I mean, we all know what I'm going to say. What are you going to say? That time he drove his Range Rover into oh, the God. gates of the castle because he couldn't open them, but he couldn't be bothered to drive for two minutes and go in up the other driveway. Yeah. So he just rammed it. So it's, it's that it's that attitude yes. that says it all. Yeah, because yeah. no, no, here's here's the thing: when Prince Charles is strewing his clothes on the floor, or Prince Andrew is ramming his Range Rover into some gates yeah. because he, he 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 doesn't want to get somebody to come open them. Like they they're not worrying about these interactions. Mm. Like it's not like Prince Andrew, from what I can see from you know in a, a number of different scenarios as it would appear, is is one for saying oh do you know what? I'm, I'm awfully sorry i've done a bit of self-reflection and you know I, I don't think that was great what i just did no no um but it's, it's not even it's not even that because I, you know i don't want to be a monster i don't want to make i don't want to be a monster it's it's that it's the way people are pre-briefed what to say when they meet you. So, you know, you hear about people going and getting a knighthood or an OBE. Mm. They're told exactly how to speak to the Queen, how to stand, what to say. Mm. Like, think of every week I'm on this podcast talking about these awkward interactions that I'm having. Mm, mm. You've got somebody to, to tell other people exactly how to speak to you to make sure the interactions go smoothly and oh, take the awkwardness out. It does sound nice. Doesn't it? It takes all the unpredictability of the interaction. We've away. never, ever had an email from the Queen on this podcast. No. That, that says it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, so then if you think about, like, even the, um, you know, the State Open Parliament, they call it the Queen's Speech. Mm. But even with that, she doesn't have to worry about what she's thinking of something to say because no. she's just reading out the government's legislative, legislative plan. That's a difficult, that's like you in specific mm. legislative plan. Like, she has no input in it. I know mm. in the past you've said it's because she's an auto cutie. <laughs> but I regret the use of that phrase. <laughs> but I wonder if the real reason is that she's like a drifter, that she gets all tongue tied and can't think of things to say and she would blurt out something awkward. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was a bear. <laughs> Or unlucky. Unlucky. <laughs> well, I wish you said unlucky. Uh. Annabelle, mm. uh, we're going to hear from the Drifters who answered our call for stories of social interaction. And we uh, appreciate if you could, if you haven't sent us yours yet, make sure you get round to it. We'd love to hear it. Um, but also, you were just telling me before we started recording that the podication cupboard is... Um, it's not that the cupboard's bare. What happens is we end up with these big backlogs, we work through them, mm -hmm. and then you, you're you open for applications again. Yeah, I can't do you next week or the week after, but after that, you've got a good chance. Okay. Of, of not waiting 18 months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So uh, it's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Same email address from... Uh, same email address for your stories. Um, who, who's the first one from this week? Andrew, who writes... I used to be the head technician in a regional theatre and on one memorable night, the performer was none other than TV's Bradley Walsh. We were often understaffed. Sometimes I was just too shy to call people and ask them to come in. So on this occasion, there would be no stage manager in the wings. I would run the show on my own from the control room at the back of the auditorium. The setup for the show was simple. One mic for Bradley Walsh and one for his piano accompanist. At a certain point, disaster. Walsh's mic cuts out. He looks up to me in the control room while playing the moment for last with the audience. Ordinarily, there would be someone side of stage to assist, but tonight, it's just me. 
I grab a new microphone and run backstage and into the wings, hiding behind the big red front curtains. I catch Walter's eye and he moves towards me, stopping just short of the curtain, forcing me to edge closer to the audience's line of sight. Then, bright lights. Walsh has pulled the curtain away, revealing me to the sellout crowd. I freeze, microphone in outstretched arm. The oh, audience no. finds this hysterical, which only goads Walsh on. He grabs the heavy red curtain <laughs> and wraps it around the two of us, plunging us into near darkness. <laughs> Walsh emerges, clutching the new microphone, and now with his trousers around his ankles to uproarious laughter. <laughs> I shuffle back to my control room. But the ordeal was not entirely over. Being a small theatre, we had quite a few regulars and for months afterwards I would be recognised. I would try in vain to convince them that it was not pre-planned. I was not in cahoots with Walsh. I was not part of the act. Then again, another unplanned highlight of that evening was when his trousers split. And having seen him perform elsewhere, it's apparent they can be called upon to split with some quite reliable comic timing. So who knows, maybe I was part of the act. Maybe we're all just pawns in Bradley Walsh's game of four dimensional chess oh that's wonderful yeah 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 yeah. um yeah one of the things that's great about bradley walsh is there is just a foot in old show business isn't there yeah 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 he's really good on the quiz shows and things that Mm. that he does but um you know that's that's some vaudeville stuff right there i love love that yeah andrew gives us a little extra bit as well unrelated yeah we've been without a washing machine for the last few weeks and a poorly timed trip to the laundrette left me with no choice but to leave the house with no pants on under my trousers i found myself stood at the urinal in a public toilet and without thinking made quite a thing of miming the missing extra layer so that no one around me would suspect the horrible truth oh that's great yeah okay and this is from tom my story begins on a brisk march morning at stansted airport at 5 a.m where the brit and me decided it was a genius idea to indulge in a pint of guinness prior to my early morning flight to madrid to see a dear friend i felt great for all of 10 minutes until i started to regret filling my empty barely awake tummy with a delicious irish stout In true drifter style, I managed to faint on the plane without anyone noticing. I blacked out for a few nauseous moments before making a decent recovery with some colour back in my face in time for landing. I helped myself to the delights of the Madrid city and feeling cocky, I found an Irish pub and enjoyed several more delicious pints whilst I waited for my friend to clock off from work. We made our way to the train back to her hometown of Getafe, just outside the capital. A day of rich food and booze started to catch up with me as I felt the familiar, daunting rumble of my lower guts. It was time. I had to find somewhere fast. Fortunately, I spotted a toilet on the train. Excellent, I thought, and my short ordeal would soon be over. But no, as I struggled to get the door of the facilities open, it became apparent that this toilet and all the toilets on the train had been out of order for some time. Such a time as the other commuters simply rolled their eyes at my efforts to access the facilities, Uh. making it evident that to me, the toilets simply never work on public transport in this city. And so I returned to sit with my friend Uh. with a full and urgent gut. Every Uh. bump on the train I could feel deep within my soul. It took everything not to capitulate to nature during the journey. Only my pride in front of who I considered to be a very esteemed friend and not wanting to cause any embarrassment to her, I also had not thought to bring me another pair of... I had not brought me another pair of clean jeans. I also felt, as all us Brits do, that I was representing my homeland. (laughs) I was determined that as the only Englishman on this train, it was up to me to represent my homeland with dignity and honour. 
i.e. not turning this carriage into an open sewer in the name of Her <laughs> Majesty the Queen. Somehow, some way, we've reached our stop. I mentally prepared for what I thought would be a short work walk to her apartment. If only. It was then a further two-mile walk from the station to reach oh, her flat. God. A journey that felt closer to 500 miles. This whole time, my esteemed Spanish friend had no idea the inner hell I was going through thanks to my earlier binge of greasy food and irresistible Irish stout. How was I going to explain the exorcism that would soon exit my <laughs> intestines? How would I cover any undesirable smells that had surely steeped deeply by this point? In short, how was I going to get away with this? Upon reaching her flat, before I was able to relieve myself, a different relief washed over me. On opening the front door, my friend sheepishly apologised and explained her two house cats had diarrhoea and had completely stunk the place out. I could not believe my luck. I casually asked, where is the bathroom? Before making my way without trying to look in any way rushed. Once the deed was done, I was able to blame the resulting fumes of the bowel movement on her cats. <laughs> I remember remarking to her, geez, these cats, eh? What have you been feeding them? I slept soundly on her sofa that night, knowing I had avoided a complete disaster. But at times, I lie awake at night, wondering what could have been. Do you know what he should have done? Mm -hmm. Employed the other port protocol. Which is? The one involving a side street and a grave. Oh, please. <laughs> Let us never speak of it again. The reason we know about it is because you told us. I know, us. I don't want to be reminded of it. I, I just had to relive it briefly then. Thank you. Well, that that was uh, one of the early ways in which you um, uh, which you are not a mm. fully functioning adult. Yeah, Shall yeah. we move on to the latest? Okay, yeah. So these are a few things that have been bothering me unduly this week. And thinking about too much when I could have been doing something useful like resurrecting my career. <laughs> Sharks. Now, we only ever hear about them killing and attacking. It's their thing, right? But don't you think they'd be a lot better at it if they got rid of that fin sticking out of the water? It's this like, really obvious calling card. I can't think of any other killers that let you know they're on their way first. Like, I don't think Jack the Ripper sent a telegram to his victims in advance. On my way, won't be long. Sharks... It's like making him wear a high-vis vest. <laughs> it's like that. If sharks could be a bit more discreet and not have that very unambiguous I'm coming to kill you sign poking out of the water, <laughs> maybe better at it's a one thing, really, killing. It's like, what else are they known for? I didn't hear about any other hobbies. <laughs> and it did strike me on around day three of thinking about this that they know the fin is a giveaway and maybe they do it on purpose as it makes it more interesting for them that we think we've got this advantage of the early warning. <coughs> excuse me as it's too easy for them otherwise it makes more sense as like wouldn't evolution have dealt with that fin by now surely they'd get way more food without it but then i was reading they can't swim without it if they lose it they just sink and die really it's pathetic <laughs> I, I feel much less scared of them now if they'd put that up on a screen that with that information at the end of jaws it would have given me a lot more sleep-filled nights in the early 80s <laughs> Right, next one. I found myself having to explain religion to my four-year-old who was asking what God was. And as I was explaining, it all sounded so far-fetched and religious that despite being a lifelong atheist, I started to think that there actually must be a higher being of an all-powerful God, as how else were we persuaded to believe in this? Like, nothing else made sense. So I was sort of saying to him, well, 
God, he's sort of a person, but not actually a person. And they made everything and they're in control of everything. And some people worship him by singing and saying words. And some people devote their whole lives to him. But no, you can't see him. And like nobody's ever seen him. And the way I see it, the only way this could ever have taken off is by divine intervention. So praise the Lord. God is good. Last one. That expression, killing two birds with one stone. Mm. I found myself saying it the other day and then I thought, what's a nice expression? Conveying it's good to be able to do thing, do two things at once with the analogy of birds being killed by a stone. Oh. Like, who's stoning birds? I don't even want to stone... One to- weapon, two murders. <laughs> yes! I don't even want to stone to death that pigeon who once held me hostage for around 15 <laughs> minutes in the greetings card shop cards galore. Like, I wasn't very happy with him, I will say that. But had I found myself with a stone in my hand after, I wouldn't have thought, I'm going to stone him. <laughs> I'm also quite interested in how... People don't say stone the crows as an no, exclamation. No, that was something else yeah, I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, I think yeah. they do still say oh, it. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, stone the... No, I don't want to stone the crows. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm also quite interested in how two birds are killed with one stone. Like, is it just a lucky shot? Do you throw, it hits one, and then the stone ricochets off and hits the other bird and kills that too? Or is it that they've tied up two birds and they're just using the same stone to beat up these poor creatures? Oh, I was thinking a bit more... Oh, no, it's too graphic what I was about to say. Oh, we're all dying to know. Well, I was going to evoke the Kennedy assassination, but I'm, I'm, I've, I've decided against it. Okay. Doesn't it sort of go through and Jackie gets splattered? Uh... I think like the... <laughs> We all had something in our head about how it was done. But then, you know, if you notice how easy it was for me to um, completely backtrack and say, I'm not going to say this really, put this really disgusting image into people's heads. And then you went, oh, go on then. Oh, yeah, well, it's too (laughs) complicated to think of a way of saying it, but not Uh, saying it. So I don't don't know. I I guess I've never thought the stone goes through one bird. Hmm. I I think maybe I've imagined that this this person and, uh, you know, as a... As the parent of a child who is a member of the Royal Society for the Protection yes, of Birds, yes. I, I don't endorse my, this at all. My, my boyfriend is a member as well. So is we're, he? But we've right, yeah. come from bird-loving families. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I, th- I think I've always thought of somebody like catapulting a stone at a bird yeah. and it hitting the bird with such force yeah. that it then um, hits the bird into another bird oh. and takes them both down. Oh, so actually the second bird is the victim of the first bird. The first yes, bird but the, the stone oh. is still propelling it. Yeah. The oh. force of the stone. Or maybe they're sitting really close together mm. and the stone gets both, the stone's big enough to get both of them. Mm. Anyway, I think we've thought about it too much now. That's it from me. Praise the Lord God is good. Stone the crows. <laughs> I'll tell you another horrible um, thing cause it is... is Recently, I found myself playing Hangman oh, with Jean. Yeah, kids game. Horrible. Yeah, so horrible. So what's this How game, Dad? Weird. Well, this is a structure that they used to hang people from. God. And the news coming from what? was that? But what's that got to do with guessing letters? Well, nothing really. I mean, there's probably any number of doodles that we could yes. make. Yes, it's yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're going to go with this one of somebody being executed <laughs> in a oh. particularly brutal way. 
absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. like a little jumbo sale for you when you got here tonight wasn't it oh yes yeah i had a little rummage through some of your son's old clothing so it got some hand-me-downs for yeah. rudy yeah. um yeah i cleared it sarah was away for the weekend so i cleared out a lot of stuff that doesn't fit him from his wardrobe uh, which also meant that i needed to go and do a bit of clothes shopping with him mm-hmm. which you know I, uh, in a way that i'm sure annoys people like i can spend endless amounts of time with him but doing that is not my favorite thing i've never done it actually i've only ever bought things online does he try things on we did a bit of that this oh, weekend God. which was reminding me i've got memories of my mum making me try underpants on at a market stall oh no like there's no changing room oh no <laughs> um but yeah it's, it's not my favorite thing like so so what i end up because He's he's a funny size, he, you know. He's, he, he I never quite know what size he is. He's you know they grow so they grow so fast, don't they? Don't they though? They grow so fast. Um, so then I take him to a shop, and I'm constantly telling him that the shop doesn't. You'll see something that I think is not nice. Right. right. So I'll say, oh, they don't have that in your size. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. and it's amazing because it's like magic words that he hasn't yet learned to question. Mm-hmm. And it'd be really easy for him when he when he starts putting the pieces together. Yeah, yeah. His size is in the back of his clothes. Yeah, you've not got And he can look at you know, but just I'm just enjoying <laughs> yeah. it while it lasts because it is this spell that is in broken mm. at the moment. Um you know, he's he's um he's not yet learned to question it, unlike his choice of outfit every day, which he is extremely opinionated about at this point and won't be told. So every morning I, I get an insight as to what it must be like to be Madonna's wardrobe oh, assistant. <laughs> like I really preferred it when he was like this little doll that I could play dressy uppy with. Mm-mm. I loved it. I really yeah, yeah. used to love it. And and he, the thing is, he really likes his clothes and he has very strong opinions on what he will wear on a, any given day. Oh, God, he doesn't wear school uniform either, does he? No. It's like every day yeah. you have to go through this. And then That's he gets exhausting. like really specific things in his head. Like um, he'll decide out of nowhere that he wants to wear two button down shirts, one on top of another. Oh, that's very JLS apparently. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, circa, you know, right, 2010 right. Okay. or whatever. <laughs> okay. Or like he'll wear camouflage trousers with a blazer on top, but then nothing underneath with just his belly out. Oh, <laughs> Like Simon Le Bon in yeah, the yeah. Hungry Like a Wolf video. Well, it's a look. Um, so, so the sort of the trouble when we go clothes shopping is twofold. Firstly, I search stuff out in the shop. I then ask him uh, if he likes it, and he goes, "Yes, I love it." I then buy it, and he wears it once, and then refuses to ever put it on again. Ooh, that's annoying that happens with some frequency and and then secondly it's this business of his taste clashing with mine Mm -hmm. and at the moment he's so obsessed with pokemon that he just wants to wear 
items of clothing that that are merch for uh, Pokemon. Okay, yeah. I think mix it up a bit. <laughs> Wear a blazer over that <laughs> Pokemon t-shirt or a shirt. You know, it's a, like I, he wears so much Pokemon merch that I feel like the Pokemon Corporation should be giving me advertising revenue. <laughs> right. Which I would then, of course, put in a trust fund until he's 18. <laughs> of course. Obviously. Although it is easy to see how people embezzle their children. <laughs> like we had a window clean around the other day and it was a fiver short. And didn't have any cash in the house. And I thought, oh, Jean's money box. Oh. So I just went and got it out there. Put it back. You have, you sure? Yes, yeah, oh, put, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, so you can see how it's a slippery slope from there, isn't it? Mm, mm, mm. Um, oh, just on the window cleaner, Sarah texted him after he left to say there were some watermarks that he hadn't wiped off the glass properly. <gasps> really? She's so brave. Don't you think? Yes. I think it's so strange. So you wouldn't do that either? No, because remember I tried to say something once and it was all just humiliating. Yeah, you can't say No, anything. it's impossible. It was just awful. I never saw him again. They can come and do as, as bad or as good a job as mm. they, they like, but you're at just the mercy of... Mm. It's like an artist, isn't it? You're commissioning an artist. Yeah. You get what you're given. Did she ask him to come back? He, he ignored her text. Did he? Yeah. That's what happened to me then. I yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, gosh. And then... Um, it was actually like some of it was on in our kitchen. We've got like a sloping, what do they call it? A side return oh, yeah. where it's like sloping glass ceiling on one side. Mm. And um, it was on there and it was driving a mad. But fortunately, a bird had diarrhea on it the next day. Fortunately. Yeah. So you weren't thinking about the watermarks anymore. It's better to see diarrhea than a watermark. Well, it distracted from the watermarks. Right. right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, why was I telling you that? Oh, uh, Pokemon. Mm. Um, so yeah, so so Jean um, loves Pokemon, and and I, I alluded to this or talked a bit about it the other week. I have become seriously obsessed with Pokemon Go, the game. Oh yeah, you played it on your own once. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. So I told you it was when he's at school. I sometimes open the app on my phone, and it was becoming a bit of a habit. Yeah, yeah. it was a habit. It's now a problem. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm trying to think of how to. <laughs> talk about this in a way that will keep you engaged right yeah because bear in mind that me and probably lots of people don't know anything about this yes so but, and uh, maybe so, don't want to well, well <laughs> so it's a game you have on your phone where you walk around the streets in real life mm. looking at the map on your phone mm. and different pokemon creatures will appear and you have to catch them right right and the other thing you're doing is collecting tokens or candies as they call them. You still with me? Yeah. Thought I'll throw in the candy because of that sweet tooth of yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay. Saturday. Gene catches one of his favourite Pokemons. Pokemon? <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, but then, so he's got one of his favourites, mm. but if he can collect enough of these candies, he can. we can feed it to this Pokemon Right. And then he will evolve into not just one of Gene's favourites, his absolute favourite of all time. Right. And that's that's the position we're in at the point he goes to bed on Saturday night. Okay. And you collect these candies literally by walking. It's like it's linked into the step count on your phone that you would use on a Fitbit or, or whatever. Right. So, um, so, so then after he's gone to bed, I'm sitting there and thinking to myself, wouldn't it be magical if he wakes up tomorrow and I announce to him that he can now evolve this Pokemon into his favourite of all time? It's all ready to go. Mm. 
I think what a happy childhood memory that will be. Yeah. What what a magical adult. What a what a magical dad. What a, what a what a great adult he will grow up to be with a wonderful magical childhood memory like that. Mm-hmm. So I basically spent Saturday night walking up and down. <laughs> So that my step count would go up, so that this thing would collect candies, so it'd be ready for him to do the next day. So at at first, I did it in the living room. Yeah. And it looked a bit like nervous pacing, you know, like you're waiting to hear about a hostage situation or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I checked my phone and and the steps weren't really registering. Right, right. Because, I mean, I'm I'm lucky. Like, I I live in a house, which Mm. not many people get to to do in London. But... um, you know, it's still a house with stuff in it. Yeah, there's like yeah. coffee table in the middle of the front room. If I go in the kitchen, I have to circumnavigate the dinner table, and there's something about that which means the step count isn't going up at a rate uh, okay. that's going to uh, that's that's going to do this. So I'm thinking, what can I do? Because I can't go out because he's asleep in bed, Sarah's away, and it's 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 frowned upon still to leave children unaccompanied in a house for periods of time it is especially if they're going around on yeah. A poker. yeah yeah even <laughs> even if you tether them to something yeah, um yeah. even though have you noticed rain seem to be making a bit of a comeback oh yeah definitely yeah, yeah 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 um so then i hit on this brilliant idea i decide that i am going to pace up and down the stretch of pavement immediately outside our house no so no yes. so, so so he never wakes up yeah. right once he's down but just in case i devise a circuit which involves me walking out of my front door to the corner which is basically two doors down yeah yeah and then walking back past the house yeah. uh to the perimeter of the the house two doors in the other direction okay, okay. and i'm talking about the the length of five terraced houses there just to yeah, be clear yeah 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 um and then on af- after i've completed that i then loop back to the front door which i've left ajar mm. and i put my head inside and just intently listen for a second just in case uh anything you know he's woken up which as i say never happens and and then i do it again how long did you have to do this for i did it for almost 2 hours you did not yeah. you did it yeah that's the most insane thing yeah. you've ever done. Yeah. You did it for two hours. Yeah. Just walking like back. What, what, yeah. what did your neighbours think? Well, I knew you were going to ask that. So, I mean, that occurred to me. So um, nothing is the answer because I, I did it after midnight. I did it oh, be- between roughly midnight and 2am. Oh, please. I hope someone noticed. Well, as I went into the house for the final time, yeah. it occurred to me that next door... And and by next door, I mean our doors are literally side by side with a low, you know, like a low wall in between, like centimetres away from each other. They've got one of those security doorbell cameras and those things, they get tripped on if there's any movement and they collect images of um, any suspicious movement (laughs) and then send like notifications and photos. So my next door neighbor will have woken up on Sunday morning to all these weird pictures of me sort of going in and out of the house for two hours for two hours wow yeah they said anything yeah not yet no you're probably too scared to yeah 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 i think so i've probably been reported to someone did you get a good reaction well do you want to know how it went desperately so so he comes in the next morning Mm. and gets in bed with me as he does and i say gene what would you say 
if I told you that someone had spent the night collecting candies so you can evolve Pokemon Ryolu into Pokemon Lucario. And he went, can I have a t-shirt of it? No. That's it? Yeah. Oh, no. Which I was then able to use as bait to get him into a clothes shop. No. <laughs> Uh, so, and oh. which is where we started. And I know I've wanged on a lot here, so um, I'll, I'll try and keep this short. But um, so, so we go to this clothes shop, and I use this t-shirt as bait. Um, but really, I'm there to like get him some new trousers and stuff. So, so I'm busy like rifling through racks of trousers, and and he's wandered off to the other side of the shop. And I hear him shout, "Dad, Dad, I want this, please, please, I love it." And I look over. And it is a long lime green summer dress. Okay. Okay. Now, at that point, my heart sinks. Mm. And not because I've got any problems with, with boys wearing dresses. I mean, that, that stuff's just made up, isn't it? It's just yeah. made up. It's just made up. There weren't any dresses or trousers. It was just pelts and skins. <laughs> yeah. And, and then at some point in in like a part of the world... Like the particular culture decided, no, no, uh, these are for boys, these are for girls. And, and it's completely arbitrary. Mm-hmm. So I got, I got no problem with that. And I, I, don't get, I don't get people being hung up on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I say this as a man who has enjoyed a sarong mm-hmm. on holiday before now. I think primarily for the ventilation. <laughs> right. Although unless you're standing over an air vent like Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> you need to assist it. Right. You get a... You know, maybe ask my son to just stand nearby with a fan. <laughs> yeah. While I prop my legs up. <laughs> nice, nice image. Thank you. Or my wife. Mm. Maybe that's more appropriate. Um. Anyway, the, 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 so the um, the the two reasons that I don't want him, you know, I don't want to buy him a dress. Number one, like he he is never shown any interest in that shade of lime green before and i just know it's going to be one of those things where i spend the money and he wears it once and then refuses to ever put it back on again right but the much bigger factor is this Mm. so i see in our neighborhood a lot of boys little boys wearing dresses Mm -hmm. and as i've said i genuinely don't care you know i think it's strange that people would care but what i suspect might be going on is it's less that the boys want to wear dresses and more about competitive parents trying to outdo each other and show how relaxed and progressive <laughs> they are about not enforcing gender stereotypes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just sure that in our postcode, there have been like many birthdays and, and Christmas mornings where some kid is saying to his parents, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I've never really thought about getting a doll. <laughs> I never really thought about a rah-rah skirt before, but sure, whatever, I'll, I'll wear it. Mm. Like, it's, like, coming from the parents to some extent. You know, and I'm not saying that I've um, ever seen a kid, like, forced into a dress against his will. Like, they all seem perfectly fine, but what I've definitely clocked is just, like, a look, an expression, like, parents looking thrilled with themselves and, like, palpably <laughs> smug <laughs> about, like, what open-minded free thinkers they are. <laughs> and I just don't want to be one of those right, people. Right. I just can't be part of that gang. <laughs> Here's what I want. Mm. I want to have my cake and eat it by making sure that I communicate exactly 
how modern and progressive my attitudes are on the podcast, mm. but at the same time mock people for doing the exact same thing <laughs> in my neighbourhood. That's what I want. Anyway, I told him they uh, they didn't have it in his science. Of course, yeah. 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 All right, Campbell, let's have uh, Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic. Hey, I'm just taking a little swig of water there. Oh, it's nice water. Nice water? No, water is nice, isn't it? Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's nice It's one of drink. my favourites. If, yeah. if you listen to this and you haven't tried it. Oh, it's so good. It's yeah, so good. You've got to um, try it. yeah. It's, it's nice. It's nice out of the tap. Mm. Um, although that can vary depending on where you live. But, yeah, as a rule, it's nice. It's also um, nice if you ever see a fridge with a water dispenser on it. You yeah, can come yeah, that's at good. Nice temperature. But if, um, you can get it fizzy. Yeah, you can get it fizzy. That's nice. And if you don't have access to one of those temperature things, you can put ice in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. Mm. Ice in itself, actually, is a form of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, no, it's nice. Yeah. Top tip for you mm. there. Oh, so, Glap Clinic, Rule School. Yes. We've got a few things to clear up first. Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah. I think I know what this is going to be about. So, one small thing. I think this is me that said this. Could have been you. But Tom says, the wicket is not the stumps. It's the green strip of grass that the stumps stand on. Oh. But Joe last week, who was writing about a colleague who said, I resemble that remark instead yes. of I resent that remark. There's been quite a few suggestions about it, including that it's some kind of banterous thing. But someone, in fact, we should have their name, but there's someone on Twitter and someone on email, haven't got their name, sorry, said that it's from the Three Stooges. Yeah, and then I feel embarrassed because I feel like I should be, um, uh, I have a depth of pop culture to know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like we embarrassed ourselves a bit by not knowing that. But yeah, yeah JJ we, said it on Twitter. We, I mean, what was the street three suges shown on TV that often when we were kids? I know. So I saw Harold Lloyd and Laurel and Hardy. Why should we beat myself up about don't, not knowing some sort of classic black and white don't, comedy? Don't. So this guy is is obviously referencing for his own entertainment because nobody under the age of forty probably knows that uh, this or film, fifty as it turns uh, 50, out. Fifty, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So just wanted to clear that up. But but then it says a very different thing in that he's basically got a dad joke that Ooh. he liked repeating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, should you indulge that kind of thing? Mm. I think all, all, all everything we said before still stands. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember what we said before? Nope. No. Okay. So let's move on to today's ones then. The first one is from Commander Karen of the High Seas. How do I get my therapist to admit that I'm her favourite client? We've been working together since June of last year and she's been of great help to me. I got beyond the initial shyness and weirdness of having to talk about myself so much and I became chattier and wittier as time went on. My texts are funny and she often replies with an equally funny one and a laughing emoji, which can only mean one thing, of course. She wants us to be besties. I feel like she's on the verge of saying, you know what, let's just meet up as friends and have a beer and chat like normal people do, you know, without you sending, without sending you a bill at the end. And then we can talk about her other clients and she can admit how annoying they are and how I'm her favourite. Also, the last few times I've talked to her on FaceTime, she's been looking at another screen as she talks and listens to me. It is quite upsetting, but I don't want to say anything because what if she then hates me? After all, she may be reading notes about me she wrote previously. I truly don't think so. Or what if she's watching a live camera of her elderly mother who is in a care home and she believes is not being taken care of properly? I just made that up, but you never know. Or reading Psychology for Dummies to try and figure out what the hell is wrong with me. I'm stuck. Help. You see, any therapist worth their salt, if they got a whiff of you wanting to be their favourite, 
they then start with the and why is that important to you oh no that's exhausting yeah yeah but actually karen why is it important to you <laughs> that's what you need to ask yourself i i um i heard about an acquaintance recently who um left their marriage and uh has moved in with their therapist oh so it happened yeah so there because you think it, you think that there's some kind of ethical uh divide that can mm. never be crossed because i was just thinking and i didn't want to say it because it might come out as harsh but I, I don't think a therapist has ever said let's just be friends Maybe, no what about your mother-in-law lynn barron i wonder if it's ever happened to her I mean if it was going to happen to anybody exactly but I yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but I, I even think with her there'd be um you know she'd, she'd have a sense of boundaries mm. i guess i've had i mean i have so sarah's uh therapist who she's seen on and off forever have you have you seen couples therapy no not yet no. it's brilliant but her therapist is very much that kind of um analyst that you see in that where they are completely neutral and ask the right question because you know there's different types of therapy uh the the therapist i've seen most over the past decade is more it's a chat and he'll tell me things about his life and um you know share examples of things that have happened to him that there's there's a reason why that's um appropriate in the type of therapy that he does whereas you know i think sarah would think oh you if a therapist lets you know anything about themselves mm, mm. and what they think, then they're not doing their job properly. Yes. Um, but I think what we're saying is it's not going to happen and you need to stop Well, either happen. she's a bit unprofessional, but I'll be a great friend. <laughs> or it's it's not going to happen. Mm. But so I've also, so this, um, this therapist I've seen, like I say, for, for like a decade, um, like we we've texted each other every now and again about stuff. We are friends on Facebook, oh. which Sarah is mystified by. Yeah. Um. Mm. Um. But again, there's a there's a there's a sort of reason for that that I can't go into because of privacy. Mm, okay. Um. And you can't that, make the first move anyway. No, no. And there's one time, anyway, whereas in the past I had a therapist who I saw him and what I presume was his wife in the street and I greeted him with a friendly hello and he um, didn't make eye contact, just went hi and carried on walking oh. because he must have had that, you know, whatever that boundary thing is. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. was not appropriate. And so you need to find out where she stands on that stuff. But how do you find that out? Hmm. Ask her? No. Pose as a... A survey? Pose <laughs> as a survey. <laughs> Are you doing a school project? Make, make an email address and say you're doing a school project. <laughs> About therapists? Yeah, 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 yeah. Could you answer a few yeah, questions yeah, for me? Yeah, There so, we go. What about the second... Would you ever be friends with your favourite client? Yes. yes. Do you have a favourite? Yeah, yeah. Not asking you to name names, no, but... No, no. Just, just give us why they're your favourite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we might have saw that. What about but the, what about the second screen? screen? Yeah. Hmm. Well, you can't mention it, can you? I had a therapist nod off on me once. No. What, Very that, briefly. Actually, no. Yeah, yeah. Did and you have the, a sense that you were being boring? Well, in a sense, I think that's what therapy is. Right. It's the only time in my life where I get to just talk and 
I mean, people might, might not believe it from listening to the podcast, but not worry <laughs> about whether what I'm saying is interesting in any way. Mm. I think maybe there's some points during lockdown where this podcast got a bit more like me in a therapy <laughs> session it was a sort of meandering pointless navel gazing um but it, it, the the therapist in question was extremely apologetic and then the one i mentioned to i saw in the street and didn't speak to me he used to type notes as i was talking like he was a stenographer oh and i found that quite weird i'd love that i, I want them to take notes i want them to be like some like personal project that they were fascinated in and they needed to have notes yeah, yeah, one day yeah. they were going to turn it into a great lecture but I, I get it if it's a notepad there was just something about the typing oh. that i felt would take you slightly out of the moment yeah yeah interesting but i don't know so what else could maybe, be on the second screen it. maybe they're playing pokemon go Pro- to be honest probably yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but and you can't mention it because you're if you do you're criticizing them mm. and you can't criticize someone in their job as how, how would you feel if it this is what i'd say if i was a therapist yeah. and and um you know how how do you feel about the idea that uh, I might be looking at something else on the on the other screen? Yeah, I'd feel like I wasn't getting your full attention. And, and why is that? Because I'm paying. No, sorry, why why is that? Um, you know, why is that a problem for you? Because I'm paying you. What does if you think back to um, if you think about your body? Where is there is there a place in your body where you can feel that feeling? Is it an anger? Is it? Yeah, it's in my tummy. Mm. It makes my tummy feel hard inside. Do you remember any other times where you've had that feeling? <laughs> Oh wow! You should be a therapist. I shouldn't be this. Oh that was God. that was more like the stuff that the guy who um, ignored me in the blank me in the street used Listen, to say. Listen, this that is the stuff. clear reason why you should never bring it up because <laughs> I found that quite hellish. <laughs> oh right, let's go on to the next one. Okay, okay. From Lee in Portsmouth. Yeah. This is regarding being in a restaurant and asking for the card machine at the same time as the bill. Are there any occasions when this is okay? Like when solo traveling and on a day excursion or similar, when you have to be back at a certain time to get to your return coach, etc. And the service has already been slow. What should I do? Especially if throughout the meal, it's already been difficult to attract the server's attention. Or you've been, we've been outside and the server is inside. This happened to me recently and I eventually had to go to the bar to pay. Now, this is interesting. Remember when we had the secret waiter on? Yes. I didn't know that it was a big no-no to ask for the machine when, when the machine comes to ask a pay at the same time. And what, can you remember why that was? No. Oh, our memories are so awful. I remember that. him saying it and thinking, yes. I had no idea yeah, yeah, that yeah. was bad. So it's asking for the card machine at the same time as the bill, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I think if you do it in I an apologetic feel, way, though. Well, I know, but... Why is it annoying? What you can't say to them. Well, mm. I don't know. We need to go back and listen to that episode because it's clearly fallen out yes, of our heads. Yes. But um, like, I do think there's a way of being apologetic. As long as you acknowledge that you're being a nuisance mm. and say, I'm so sorry, I'm on a time crunch. Would it be possible to get the bill and pay at the same time? Because yeah. presumably the lag is there for the customer because you'd want to go through and check your bill, mm-hmm. check every item. Whereas all I'm ever looking at is, is service included? <laughs> and if it, uh, if it is, how can I communicate to them that I know service is included and I, d- I'm, I don't think I'm giving them the the amount without a tip on it? <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I've become very paranoid about that. I think as long as you acknowledge the fact that you know that it's not, not the thing to do, because I didn't know that before. So you're you're already like being one of them by acknowledging it. So if you're saying, yeah. I know this is a big no-no, but 
could you possibly yeah, yeah. i think that's all right so yeah, yeah, yeah yeah okay i'm i'm really sorry we've got to get back for the yeah. uh, for the dog sitter acknowledge would, it give a reason yeah, would it be possible to just get the bill in the and the because then what i would okay. do if there was a waiter and it annoyed me i'd just have added some extra things onto the bill knowing that they wouldn't have to <laughs> check it properly there you go yeah. they'll get their revenge yeah. don't worry send us yours please if you have a, uh, a quandary for us here in quandary corner at the glap clinic in problematic it's hello at adriftpodcast.com <laughs> And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, yeah, send us a, send us your quandary and uh, your podication, which we'll come on to in a minute. But if you would like an episode of this podcast dedicated to you, we are accepting those at the moment. And as ever, uh, let's um, you know let, let's not let the trickle turn into a dribble again. Um, let's dribble more than a trickle. No, a trickle dribble definitely less than a trickle. Definitely, definitely. And if you've got any quandaries as well, I would always oh, like to have course. a full yeah, flow yeah, of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be nice. Sorry, you got me thinking about my prostate now. Oh, right. Sorry. I'd love to know, when it goes, is that just it? You're asking me. Well, I'm, obviously, yeah. I am, biologically, but, um, you know, it is alarming to me, the situation I find myself in. I don't think, I'm guessing the full flow won't come back, no. Is that what, is that what you're yes, asking? Yes, yeah. yeah. Or, or being able to... I think I've said before on the podcast, it's like, you know, when they're going around collecting the scores on Eurovision. Oh, it's Eurovision. Sort of oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, in some countries, the satellite technology isn't up to it. So yeah. they say, OK, uh, Belarus, let's have your points, please. And then there's a long pause before they give them. Mm-mm. That's like me going to the toilet and thinking, OK, I'm going to start urinating now. Mm. And then it's starting. And is that just it? And is that, that that gap is only going to increase? Oh, no. Yeah. You have to go to the toilet an hour before or something. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I just don't know. No, I shouldn't have shouldn't expect you to. No. Um, anyway, uh, what, what, why did we get onto that? The trickle and the dribble, podication, yes. full flow, uh, full flow, quandaries, stories, please. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And uh, oh, what should we have from this week's episode? How about, jeez, uh, these cats, eh? What have you been feeding them? All right, podication time. And this comes from Jack Witness, the fitness of the reflection of perfection, McMorrow, who says, greetings to all. Greetings. Greetings, old friend. I have a very odd podication request. See, as I was coming out of WrestleMania night two at the AT&T Stadium, I was feeling quite happy. I'd seen, uh, I'd I'd twice seen my favourite wrestler ever, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think he's like an American um, Les Kellett. Um, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin that weekend after uh, he retired 19 years before. It was also an excellent WrestleMania, something of a rarity these days. Uh, They'd also given me a disabled seat without question after seeing my walker. Uh, I'd also waited two years and changed for it. My podication 
isn't for the people running the event, although cheers everyone, but when I was leaving for my coach back into Dallas, an employee came up to me with a clipboard. After asking my name, they then asked if I'd like a golf buggy ride to my bus. After less than 80, sorry, after late, uh, after less than um, decimal point eight three seconds thought, mm. I said yes. And I tipped the lovely driver $23. Good for you, Jack. Old Daddy Warbucks there. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't get the name, but I'd hope a podication to unnamed golf buggy driver and my tip will help. So says Jack. Well, I feel like the the story of Jack's American trip Mm. was almost a little soap opera in itself in the podications. Yeah. Yeah. So we're so pleased it went well. Yeah. Good to hear. Uh, Yeah. And... um, and yeah, good to hear from you, Jack, as ever. If you would like a podication, email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.